This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. And the intention of these podcasts is to support and empower you to be curious about who you are inside this human spirit experience. Sometimes you'll feel like you're a spiritual being having a human experience. Sometimes you'll feel like you're (laughs) um, a human being having a human experience. Sometimes you just don't know what is going on and uh, it just doesn't make any sense sometimes. And even with all of the spiritual experiences I've had and the sometime moments of transcendence or sometime moments of enlightenment, a lot of times it still feels like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. I don't know what the point is. Uh, so it's all of it. It's all the above. And um, as I said in the previous podcast, I really do believe that every moment of life is a, a learning opportunity for us and um, learning to embrace what we know and our highest truth and our highest wisdom, embrace who we are as this um, sacred divine being in this human experience, in this sacred divine moment of living in life. Uh, and so that's what I want to focus on today because so many of us are absolutely exquisitely amazing people. Like 8 billion of us are amazingly exquisite people and beings. And yet we don't identify ourselves as that. We don't embrace ourselves as that. We, in fact, 99% of the time find all kinds of ways of punishing ourselves or diminishing ourselves or bad talking ourselves, dismissing dismissing ourselves um, for being less than. And we don't actually get to um, acknowledge all the evidence of how great you are, how great I am, how great life is. We focus on, oh, it's, you know, I'm great, but, you know, I've had a great birthday this year, but, and then we add whatever. Uh, I had a great year at work, but we don't stay with the evidence of our greatness. We stay with the evidence of how we aren't yet great enough. And this creates (laughs) learning opportunities, as I spoke in the previous podcast, we're here to really embrace and in, um, enjoy life and enjoy who we are in this being, regardless of our defaults, our dysfunctions, our disabilities, regardless of, of um, all of the ways that we have marginalized ourselves and other people. We're here to shift that and transform that. I'm <coughs> Excuse me. I might sneeze again. We're here to shift all of that. And we have to come to a place. I'm going to <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we have to come to a place of ex- not only acceptance but embracing. Like, wow, there's so many brilliant, beautiful people on the planet. Not in terms of just what they accomplish, but that they're here in this experience, and we don't we take it all for granted. <clears throat> And part of the process here in the spiritual immersion process is when we go, oh gosh, I am not actually celebrating myself at all, or I'm not celebrating uh, my life and all of the things that I've accomplished or all the things that I, all the beauty around me. Um, One of my clients, we'll call her Hillary. Hillary's like, I love celebrating other people. You know, it's my nephew's seventh birthday and I'm going to have a party for him, but I never do that for myself. And uh, we, we don't. We don't celebrate ourselves, whether it's a birthday or we made a 
we made a, a happy day for ourselves, an accomplishment that few of us actually achieve, which is to make a happy day for ourselves. That's a big deal. Um, or, you know, what I suggested and encouraged with, with her and her children is to say, hey, at dinner time, you know, take a glass of water or, or fizzy stuff or whatever it is you're drinking and celebrate each other in terms of what was your, what was celebratory for you today? You know, and she's got four-year-old twins. It's like for each one of them, it might be, you know, I didn't, you know, I was able to go to the bathroom by myself today. It's like, woohoo. And you celebrate that. Or, you know, I was able to find a parking spot in, in, at the grocery store. Yeah, you know, you can celebrate those things. In fact, <laughs> it's all to be celebrated. Uh, as opposed to, that was the only one good thing in my life was this, finding a parking spot today. You know, it's like we can complain about it all. But until we take the time to really... Um, I mean, gratitude is part of it, right? Being grateful for the way that it is. Um, we can start to focus on the good things in life and not the bad things. But part of the intention of this particular podcast today is to say, in, so few people actually um, celebrate their day with themselves to say, hey, I'm a great person. I, I'm really cool. <laughs> I like myself. I enjoy my company. Or even I enjoy one thing about myself. We don't do that. And that's what creates despair and depression and um, disconnection and the fear of connecting with other people because we're afraid they're going to see what we know to be true in, our, in what's missing in us and what we lack or what we're un unworthy of or un you know, we're not lovable enough or whatever that is. So the intention here is in terms of the spiritual immersion process is we got to turn some of it, we have to turn it all around from the negative focus. And you've heard me say this before, 70 to 80% of our thinking is negative in nature. And if you want to have a thriving life, if you want to um, come into this, come in as in keep awakening to a different reality, you have to train yourself to think differently. You have to think, you have to train yourself to look at some things and stop looking at the other. You know, when people say, you know, life is hard. You can just look all around. It's hard. It's like, if you focus on it, that's what you see. And life is amazing and beautiful and rich and full of magic and, and miracles. And if you look for it, you'll see it. You'll see it. And so it's, but it's training yourself and not just, uh, oh yeah, I see it. You have to train yourself to see it all the time and continue that until it becomes so natural that of course life is beautiful. Of course life is full of beauty and magic and great people and, and happiness. Of course it is, but it's what you make it, right? It's, it, you've heard that before and you go, you're rolling your eyes. If I, I just rolled my eyes because those kinds of things are like, oh, it's what you make it. And if, if we don't train ourselves to make it that way, then we could focus on how miserable it is. You know, so many people, um, based on their culture and where they've come from, their generations uh, have uh, been influenced by trauma. Whether you're um, Jewish and you've gone through the Holocaust and is Israel and you know, whatever else came before that. I mean, that's a whole history 
of suffering. And every individual who's been brought into a reality of, of, of Jewishness, we'll say the religion of that, carries the multi-generational inheritance of that suffering. Uh, and they can continue to suffer that way, and they can continue to focus on the suffering of the world, because that's part of the inheritance. However, if you think about people, if you, if you talk to your ancestors from even 50 years ago or 100 years ago and say, hey, do you want me to keep suffering because you had it hard? What do you think they're going to say? Hell no. Have all the fun you have. We did our best so that you could thrive and have a great life. So whether it's it's um, any all cultures have been have been punished and harmed and gone through incredible trauma, and for us to say okay they did that that happened to them so that I can thrive, then I can give myself permission to thrive in honor of them and celebrate my life in honor of them, celebrate my life in honor of me making that choice to thrive and have a great life. And so many people who, who have created, um, going back to Hillary, Hillary has a great life. She has the house she wants. She has a great partnership. She's got great kids. She had a great job and she let go of her job for lots of reasons. She is now able to be home with her children and homeschool them. These are all things she wanted. And I kind of talked about this a couple of uh, podcasts ago. But this is all that she wanted. So when we start our conversations, our coaching conversations, and I say, well, you know, how, how was your week? She'll go, oh, it's a lot of work. She doesn't say, my kids are great. My house is great. My, my husband is great. I'm having such a great time. She starts with, oh, it's, it's hard and it's too much and I can't and I never sit down and I... You know, it's like, where is the joy of having exactly what you want? And for me, myself, I've had to do that myself. I've, I've got the perfect life for me. I've got my perfect life. And um, I can say, um, <laughs> okay, if it's perfect, where's the money? Or if it's perfect, why are you living in a travel trailer? If it's perfect, why don't you have the money to go traveling? If it's perfect, like all that stuff, right? As opposed to saying, I have this beautiful trailer I live in and I'm just so happy and comfortable here. And I've got great clients and I've got a beautiful environment I live in. And I've got all the money I need to have a, a simple, beautiful life. I can say, well, what, here's what you don't have, Rosie. And it's like, yeah. And I could suffer and create that suffering because I don't have that. As long as I focus on that, I'm going to create more disability and more dysfunction and more disappointment, all those dis words. And that's not what I want to choose for myself. I want to choose to be um, happy and fulfilled in, in what is, in the isness of what is. And the isness of what is may be uncertainty. How do I feel fulfilled in that? Big question. But it starts with focusing, training my focus on what is working training on the evidence of everything I've accomplished, that I'm an accomplished person. I tend to think of myself as a pathetic loser. But if I add it up, if you guys go to my website and you look at what's there, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying my 
in myself, I look at I'm a pathetic loser, I should go to my website more often and go, somebody who's a pathetic loser doesn't create all this stuff. You know, doesn't have a PhD in three master's degrees, hasn't gone across, sailed across the Atlantic Ocean, hasn't taught sailing on the San Francisco Bay and written in books and blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, yeah, that's right. I did those things. I accomplished those things. I'm participating in the world in a way that's been fun and thriving. I don't think about that. I think about, oh, look at what you're not doing. Look what's not getting done. Silly. Silly, silly, silly. And I'm saying silly because I I harm myself when I'm not acknowledging how incredibly um, divine my life is. And that's what I want for you, is for you to begin over and over and over again to acknowledge the divineness of you, all the ways that you have a great life. That might mean that you were able to brush your teeth today. It might mean that you cleaned the dishes today. It might mean that you paid some bills today. It might mean that you created a, a painting today. It might mean that you sat down and um, connected with some people, whether it was your children or partner or others, in a way that brought happiness and fulfillment and laughter. doesn't matter, but when you look at the evidence of who you are, you begin to grow the divinity of you, the sacredness of you, the, the fullest expression of your natural, essential nature. And that's fun. That's really fun. And you get to go, wow, I, I'm, I'm actually enjoying myself. That's what we're here to do is enjoy ourselves, even in the midst of a calamity, even in the midst of, of fires or uh, pandemics or hurricanes, all of it. It's like we're here to enjoy ourselves and find that source of that joy, no matter what. And practicing gratitude and all the little things we can be grateful for. I started out, I was in th my 30s, I may have mentioned this already, where I said, I don't have anything to be grateful for. And I had a master's degree at that point and, <laughs> and I had a you know good life, but it was like, I have nothing to be grateful for. I was so angry and pissed off and bitter. And it was like, okay, where are you going to start here? And I started with, I'm grateful for my teeth. I've, I've got my teeth. Some people don't. I'm grateful that I have, you know, fingers and toes that work. I have no pain in my joints. I'm a healthy person. I can be grateful for that. And a great prayer or a great place to start is to say, I'm grateful for the way that it is. And if you're anything like me, you'd go, hell no, look at my life. Look at what's happening in the world. I'm not grateful for this. That's the starting point. And you go, so what can I be grateful for for this moment? It's like, well, I just had lunch. I liked it. It was warm and filling. I can be grateful for that. I brushed my teeth this morning. I can be grateful for that. Just those little things. I took my dog for a walk. I can be grateful that I can walk, that I have this loving companion, that she's so cute. So she just always offers up that, that cuteness in my life. I can be grateful for all those things. So just take that on as a practice for you and see what shows up. Just just as an experiment, see what shows up when you when you begin to see what you have, see who you are in this, as opposed to who you are not and what you don't have. So that's, that's pretty much it. In The Course of Miracles, it says, lack implies that there's something missing in this state of being. 
It's like, this is a divine universe. This is, from my perspective, it's a divine universe. And if you've been sticking around almost 75 podcasts, this is probably 75th, you, you're listening to somebody who sees the, the world as divine. Everything is divine. And if I'm saying, oh, it's lacking, it's like, who am I <laughs> to say the divineness, the, the consciousness of the universe is somehow lacking? Like, how crazy is that? So that was one of those moments when I heard that and read it over, I've read it over a hundred times, I'm sure, that lack implies there's something wrong with this state of being in the world. It's like, wow, that's kind of arrogant on my part. And I better get over myself because the universe has got a bigger plan for things, sees things much more differently than I do. Anyway, I have gone way over by a couple minutes and uh, I'm sending you big hugs and blessings. And uh, until next time, bye for now. 